welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, you know, just the average, everyday, super crazy fire at work that I have to put out, like, moments before I'm supposed to be off work mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, just that horrible thing, you know, where our corporate jobs are trying to threaten work-life balance, you know. Don't let them take your work-life balance. I know. You hold on with your your claws to your work-life balance. <laughs> Fine, I will. Uh, how oh are my. you? I am. I'm going to be honest. I'll get into why I'm trashy. I'm. I'm sore. I'm sore from head to my toe. And this is why you are trash, right? Par- partially. Okay. I. So my boyfriend's band, Drack and the Swamp Rats. Mm-hmm. That's a free plug. Everyone, go check them out on Spotify. We will start charging them for those plugs. We will charge them for the plug. That's a free one. You get one freebie on me. Drack and the Swamp Rats. They had a show in Orange County, and it was all Generation Z. Mm, Youths. Youths. I Googled, what does Generation Z wear? What to talk about Generation Z? Yeah, because I had (laughs) no idea what to wear. Okay. Like, no freaking idea. I think they dressed like 90s. Yes, it's it's like crop tops, like bralettes, and baggy jeans. Ugh, who's got the time? Who has the time? I was like, I'm just going to do me. And I like, I dug in so hard that I just went the complete opposite way. And I went like, I looked real country. Uh-huh. And everyone thought I was doing it kind of ironically. Okay. And so they complimented my outfit. I wore like a ginormous turquoise belt buckle. Oh, fun. And they were like, oh, I love your outfit. And I was like, thank you. Because at first I felt like I looked like someone's mom. And I was like, Amanda, I'll be at the van. Amanda. (laughs) So the band is playing and they are, there's a mosh pit. And I am over to the side of the wall. That's a no mosh pit zone. Of course. Absolutely. That's how I'm, I'm hugging the wall. And I take, I'm not kidding, two steps over to take a quick pick, a quick pick of the band. And I get rocked (gasps) back into the wall by the mosh pit. Oh, my God. I I mean, my teeth chatter. Like, my body slams into the wall. Everyone around me was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm Amanda's mom. I'm fine. Like... <laughs> I'm, fi- I'm fine. I I'm so I was I'm so sore from that. Holy crap. I, I I Generation Z goes hard. I mean, wouldn't you? With- I had the youth. Well, and they don't know. Like, see, we didn't we had the veils over our eyes as to how bad it was about to become. They know how bad it's about to become. Uh Uh-huh. So, because they're watching us all struggle in our 30s, the millennials, and then, like, when I was in my 20s and people in their 30s were the Gen X, I was like, oh, they're fine. Being in my 30s is fine. That's when you hit success. Now, Gen Z is like, oh, my God. It's like being a model. You're like, fuck, if I'm not successful before I'm 21, I'll never make it. Right. Right. <laughs> that, uh, so wouldn't you march hard? <laughs> they they do this weird thing. It's like a daisy chain where they just go in a circle and they hold hands and they, they make a massive circle and that's part of the moshing is 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 I'd never seen anything like it, but evidently that's moshing now. Gone are the days of the hardcore dance. Yeah, I didn't see much like skanking or moshing. It was like these giant hardcore circles and they would spin each other till they got like sick. And I was like, what? What? I'm a millennial. I'm out of touch. But like that doesn't even seem fun. Yeah. But they were having a ball. 
And I was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna just go to the back and try not to get into your circle. There you go. Why why are you trash this week? This is a I guess past, present, and future trash, but I don't have a lot of chill when it comes to tri-tip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when it and when an opportunity to eat tri-tip is presented to me, I will eat it until I'm fucking sick. I'm like a dog. I need my tri-tip in a puzzle bowl because Same. I go too much. I, I, I go too hard, too much. We had that Friendsgiving, which I talked about on last week's podcast. And so last week, preparing for the Friendsgiving, my partner cooked a tri-tip to like a small one to see is he going to be any good at this when the Friendsgiving happens because it's expensive and we don't want to waste it if he, if it's not good. Right. And so it was great. And I ate, there was no leftovers. There should have been, but I (laughs) wouldn't stop eating the tri-tip. And I thought surely that I was like, how could I be alone in this? But like, he wasn't eating seconds. And I was like, just, I couldn't fucking stop eating. Like I went like dead behind the eyes. And so now Friendsgiving happened and there's a lot of leftover tri-tip. And like, I've just been eating beef like all day. I can't stop. It's so fucking salty. And like, and like, you just shouldn't eat beef. Like I'm eating beef right now, but I'm just, uh, (laughs) I texted you earlier. There was two leftover uh, crescent rolls, Pillsbury crescent rolls. And I said to myself, no, no, Cassandra, you're not eating carbs today. You had your carb day yesterday. You, You know, like I'm trying to like limit myself And so I threw away the crescent rolls and I almost (laughs) dug in the trash to get them back because they were in a plastic bag. I didn't touch the trash, but I didn't. I resisted. I was like, come on, psycho. Don't dig in the trash for food. That's about when I texted you. But what honestly is the difference between me eating two trash crescent rolls versus me eating like what has to have been at least a pound of meat in a day? I mean, let's split the difference. I just can't. I I can't believe it. Like, I need to like lift weights or do something to justify the amount of fucking tri tip that I eat when I have access to it. It's it's good. I'm the same. I'm impulsive with with steak and tri tip. Yeah. Like I, it's I'm the same way. It's disgusting. Perhaps it is because we are lionesses. I need red meat sometimes. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like my body craves it, and then it doesn't have like the shut off valve. Yeah, I mean, like you know, because if you listen to this podcast, you know that like a few months ago, I was not eating meat at all. I was just kind of doing a plant based thing for a little while just to see what's up. So I've introduced meat back into my diet clearly, and this is the first time since I've introduced it where I've thought that I've lost control. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I, you know, I don't want to get meat out. And according to our next story, I can't even trust fish. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> do you want to dive into it? Well, I I want to tell why I'm trash first. You already did. Oh, wait. No, you just talked about the mosh pit. Yeah. What? Why are you trash, you trashy bitch? I... Got asked to sub on a softball team yesterday. Okay. And I try to present and I try to live a humble life. Okay. But there are some things where it's like, I'm fucking good at this. Okay. And softball and dodgeball are two things where I'm like, yeah, I'm good at this. Great. And so I I step onto this. I, I know one person on this team, two people on this team. They don't know me from Eve. And so they put me at catcher, which is where you kind of put the person that's not very good. Okay. And I was like, don't take it personally. You're a sub. Sure. They don't know you. They put me last in the batting lineup. Again, they don't know me. Mm-hmm. Don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. So I get up there. <laughs> and my first, I mean, first pitch, I hit a double. Sick. And my team is like, listen to us. Because I should have stopped running at first base. I like stole second. 
Oh, they're God. like, we have your best interest at heart is a phrase adults had to yell at me. And I was like, oh, okay. Got it. Yep. <laughs> Got it. I'll listen. Erica. <laughs> I just wanted to prove myself. So I wanted to prove myself so hard. And so they were like, hey, do it you want to like feel- you were taking it personally. I was I was extremely taking it personally. I was like, catcher, are you fucking kidding me? Yep, are you okay. in slow pitch softball? Last in the batting lineup? Are you joking? And so I was taking it very personally. And so they they were like, hey, if you want to field, you can field. And so I made two impressive plays at first base, one of which I stopped a ball, but I had to get down or like hit the ground with my knees. Oh, wow. Hard. And this dirt field might as well have been concrete. Ugh. And I scraped the hell and bruised the hell out of my knees. I'm so, I'm limping. <laughs> oh, I'm no. limping. I stopped the ball from going all haywire and hitting the back fence. And then I threw a runner out at home. And then I limped off the field. That was we the end of up, your game? We were up by 10 runs. Jeez Louise. What what would one run have meant? Nothing. Nothing, Erica. Like this game, inconsequential. I have a limp. I had to ice it. Uh, I had to sleep with it elevated last night, so I slept on the couch. <laughs> I It's tore to hell. It's three times the size a knee should be. I'm so hyper-competitive, and I needed to prove myself to these strangers. <laughs> like I'm such trash that I couldn't just be like, oh, I'm helping a team. I'm subbing. I'm here to have fun. We were up 10 runs, nine, 10 runs. I had to be alpha and prove that I was meant to be there. And now, and, then, you. and now look at, I'm like, I'm going to Mexico. By the time you hear this, I'll have been in Mexico in mm-hmm. a swimsuit at an all-inclusive resort. Ooh. I'm going to be tore to hell with with swollen knees. No one's going to be finding that desirable. I couldn't just let good enough be good enough. I had to go. I'm I'm just such fucking trash that I was like, oh, you got to win. We were up 10 runs. Who gives a shit? I mean, in the moment, it's not what you're thinking. No, I went full alpha. I'm like, I have scratches up my legs. Did you just like burst your kneecap or something? Uh, no, I burst my bursa sac in my right knee, and I know that feeling. This is just like swelling. So Oof. I'm just, I'm just such garbage. And then somebody on my team was like, "Did you play in college?" And I was like, uh, I, you know, blushed and about screamed. I was like, "Oh my god, no, thank you." Like. I just played in high school. Like, <laughs> thank you. Well, but I got home and I wanted meat. Is that's for damn sure after that game because I am a lioness. Well, so then here's the segue. Let's get into it from the New York Post.com. Subway tuna contains chicken, pork, and cattle. Latest lawsuit alleges. Man. You just keep coming for me with the subway stuff. And I know it's fucking gross. And I don't eat there unless I'm depressed. But now my depression food is being taken from me. I mean, don't uh, learn a lesson from me and don't take it personally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> An amended lawsuit accusing Subway of duping the public about its tuna sandwiches now claims that the alleged mystery meat contains both traces of chicken, pork, and cattle DNA, according to new lab tests. I mean, it's Subway's fault, too, because their tuna does taste different than any tuna ever. It's the same as their bread, which we know from this podcast is not legally food in Ireland, So they have it coming. Like, just make your tuna taste like normal tuna. But, oh, God, it's so gross. 
They collected 20 tuna samples from 20 Subway restaurants in Southern California and submitted them for testing at the Barber Lab at UCLA's Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology. 19 of those 20 samples contained no detectable tuna DNA sequences whatsoever. And what's more, all 20 samples contained detectable sequences of chicken DNA. While 11 samples were found to have pork DNA and seven contained cattle DNA. I mean, at this point, one of these days, they're going to just be, we're going to do an article that says Subway sweet chicken teriyaki is made of dog. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Like, (laughs) we're pre-cogging. We're we're future criming <laughs> trashy trashy articles. <laughs> I mean, because this is nuts. Like, oh man, it's so I mean, gross. It's so gross. Subway, you know, purports that their tuna is a hundred percent tuna, and that the they are not. There's potential ethical violations related to dairy and religious restrictions. You know, some people don't eat cattle. Some people don't eat meat for religious reasons. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like we say about hot dogs. You know, like hot dog, no, they're not trying to fool anybody, you know? Right. The hot dog industry, big hot dog, if you will, they know that it's just a bunch of cow assholes in a casing. Mm-hmm. And we know that and we've accepted it. But don't, Call something tuna and have it be not anything but tuna because you're really fucking with people and allergies, all kinds of weird things can happen. So I don't know. Subway's got to, Subway's got to figure this out. Well, Subway took the, I have a real girlfriend in Canada route. <laughs> and on its part, it it went to great lengths to defend itself. And it launched a new web page on its website declaring, in all caps, Subway Tuna is real tuna. And my girlfriend lives in Canada. And she's real, I promise. Subway Tuna is high quality, wild caught, 100% tuna. My girlfriend's boobs are big. And yep. she has a job as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So take that. It's, I mean, it's disgusting. Like when they say wild caught, do they mean like, like shot in the forest? Cause it's actually a deer. I don't know. So in June, the New York times Oh. commissioned its own commercial lab test of various samples of Subway tuna and found that there were no amplified tuna DNA in the samples. Oof. So, like, people are are doing their own independent testing. Yeah, it's time to stop eating the tuna at Subway. I'm sorry, gang. Like, this is from the high horse. We're laying down an edict. No more tuna at Subway. An edict. That's fun. Yeah. You know what else is fun? Having sex, fucking. I was going to say travel, but yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, boning. This next story is sent in by Adam Cantley from CNN.com. Adam Cantley, comma, for this, this story is from CNN. Adam is not from CNN, right? No, Adam is not from CNN. Although... He could be. You could be, Adam. You can, if we're journalists, so can you. Apply for that job. Yeah, go for it. Tourist having sex in the dunes is ruining a Spanish beach. Okay, prude Americans. <laughs> Overtourism is regularly blamed for choking historic cities, covering world-famous sites in trash, and killing local life in tourist hotspots across the world. Now tourists having sex is said to be behind the gradual destruction of the beach and nature preserve in Europe. The Dunas de Maspalomas Special Nature Reserve on the Spanish islands of Gran Canary. Ooh, that's Canary Islands. Great. That's where my grandpa's from. Is known for its wild sand dunes rippling out behind its lighthouse perched on the seafront and regularly tops the lists of things to see on the island. 
The dunes, which have been legally protected since 1982, are one of the last remaining shifting dune systems in Europe, providing a resting spot for birds migrating from Africa and Europe. But now it's providing a different kind of rest spot, with tourists taking to the dunes to get frisky. In a new paper from the Journal of Environmental Management, Sand, Sun, Sea, and Sex with Strangers, the five S's. <laughs> characterizing cruising activity and its environmental impacts on protected coastal dune fields. You know what? If someone is an avid reader of the Journal of Environmental Management, let them have sex where they want. (laughs) I'm just proud of them for having sex at all if they're an avid reader of that publication. Excuse me, but I've read in the Journal of Environmental Management in the 5S's article that this is a good place for sex with strangers. (laughs) 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 So there's researchers who had inventoried 298 sex spots on the beach over a total area of two square miles, mainly among bushy and dense vegetation. Hello. They studied them around 2018, a period which included a local gay pride festival. And just a reminder, this is a free podcast. Like, where else are you getting news like this on the regular? Well, the Journal of Environmental Management. Mm-hmm. Tourist sex and cruiser trampling impacts directly not only the nebcas, but also the eight native plant species, three of which are endemic, they found. A nebca is a dune that is wad up around vegetation. I'm sorry I skipped that. but Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So tourists trample over the vegetarians. They remove plants and sand. They make their own little nests, sometimes fencing them off, and dump waste, including cigarettes, condoms, toilet paper, wipes, and cans. Everything you need for successful sex. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, this is just, uh, like, I'm, I'm just thinking of the logistics here. I mean, look, I am not someone who fantasizes whatsoever about sex on a beach. And neither should anyone. Especially not, like, apparently, like, in some, like, dirt-filled dune. Like, what the hell? Y'all don't have hotels? Yeah. It's, like, sand in crevices where you don't want sand. I don't want sand on my arm, much less in my vagina. So there's giant lizards on Gran Canaria and they've been dying because they're eating the condoms. Oh. Yeah. It's not good, you guys. So what's funny is that like they wrap this up by saying that they're in a separate article. We are not calling for an end to public sex. But we do want people to be aware of the damage it can do. <laughs> so, like, that's my favorite thing. Is it's like when they say, "Oh, all the fucking on these dunes is ruining the beach." It's not because of the weird sex. It's because, like, just clean up after yourself. If you're gonna have sex, absolutely do it on our beautiful beach. Just don't leave behind trash. It sounds like I like to watch. What do you I mean? like to watch the sex on the beach, but just clean up after yourself. <laughs> I tell you what, I like to watch sex, but I do not like to watch littering. Littering is one thing I cannot abide. It makes my boner go very much away. (laughs) These are our Spanish accents. (laughs) (laughs) That was just my creep accent, but yeah, I should have gone for Spanish accent. Uh, Sorry for the best that we didn't. Yeah, probably. Probably culturally for the best. Well, they're white there. Uh, please cut that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our um, next. Sorry. Go ahead. Our next story sent in by Tina Curry from hey. newson6.com. Broken arrow man accused of practicing dentistry without license or training. Now, certainly we've had one of these before. I mean, here's the thing. How hard is it to be a dentist? Hard. Is it? Yeah. And like, there's all kinds of nerves and like medicine and stuff. Like, look, I know that you dentists, you don't get any respect. You're the cops of the medical field. But like, (laughs) please go to college. 
A broken arrow man is charged with 20 counts, accused of claiming to be a dentist when he only went to dental school for three days. The basics. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. It's all in the syllabus. Hey, I want to say a clarification. Broken arrow is a part of Oklahoma. Correct. It, rather than what I was immediately thinking, which was that this guy kind of had one of those like Steve Martin headbands on. With, like, the arrow going through his head. Uh-huh. And that was, like, his shtick to his dentistry. <laughs> yeah, Broken Arrow is part of, like, north northeast Oklahoma. So the Oklahoma Board of Dentistry says that Mansour Body treated 55 patients in the past year. The Oklahoma Board of Dentistry investigated this case for five months and says it started when patients' insurance companies said they'd never heard of a dentist by that name. Telecare's LLC website shows Mansour Body in a white coat and says he's a dentist and oral surgeon. Okay, now surgeon, that's where I draw the line. Like yeah. you can play funny dentist, haha, but <laughs> surgeon, you gotta go to school for more than three days to be an oral surgeon. You can't play funny dentist, Erica. I I can't disagree with you more on this. I <laughs> There is no level of dentist that I think is acceptable to not come over to my house. I've got a headlamp. (laughs) If you run out of, you know, dental insurance, I can, I can give you a cleaning. You know what? I have such a weird thing about watching people brush their own teeth. I think I've talked about this before. Like it makes me like want to fucking throw up like so hard. I can't think of something I'd want to do less than brush someone else's teeth. Oh my God. All right. Well, we'll get out of here. (laughs) Yuck. Like, don't get a rotten mouth. That's for sure. Nice. Take it home. From consequencesound.net or just consequence.net. Erica's favorite website. The Sex Pistols Johnny Rotten revealed as the jester on The Masked Singer. The punk rock legend said he did the show to honor his wife who is battling Alzheimer's disease. So if you're not familiar with the mass singer, what have you been living under a rock? Have you been under a rock? It takes celebrities in these elaborate costumes and they sing and there's a panel of judges and they try to determine who the mass singer is. It's based off of a Korean show by the same name. It's a freaking hoot. Yeah. It, I mean, like the masks that these people wear are like scary fever dreams, but it, it ends up being kind of a fun show. Like you, you, t- you can talk shit on this, on Fox's fucking reality shows all you want, but watch one episode of the mask singer and, And I guarantee, even if you never watch an episode again, you will be sitting there with your arms crossed and going, I'm pretty sure that that's Wayne Brady under there. Yeah, yeah. you'll you'll have guesses. You'll be (laughs) mad and you'll have guesses. So, like, it is what it is. It's just that what's trashy about this is not that he's honoring his, his wife. It's just the fact that he's, like, this anarchist turned Mm -hmm. like MAGA supporter who's now doing reality competition shows on on Fox so they tried to induct the Sex Pistols into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and he called the institution a piss stain so the fact that he's doing the mask singer is uh got a couple people going huh I just think that's funny after singing Alice Cooper's School's Out for Summer and the Soggy Bottom Boys' Man of Constant Sorrow, he was eliminated on last night's eighth episode of season six, <laughs> revealing himself underneath the jester mask. The judges had thrown out such guesses as Def Leppard's Joe Elliott, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Flea, Ozzy Osbourne, Jack Black, Howard Stern, Elon Musk, and Simon Cowell. Wow, they did not know who the fuck this was. <laughs> yeah. Because that's just, all over the place. <laughs> it's just all over the place. I just like thinking about like OG Sex Pistols, 1970 Sex Pistols. He would have kicked his ass if he ever went on The Masked Singer. You know? Absolutely. And anarchist, youthful Johnny Rotten would have kicked his ass for supporting Trump. I'm just going to say it. Who knows? I mean, who knows? There's. 
there's some lines. I, it just depends on what kind of punk rock you are. Cause there's something, I guess, technically punk rock about Trump, although he's a massive fucking poser. He's such a poser. I don't like Donald Trump. That's controversial. <laughs> you know who else I don't really like that much? Uh, a very, a very flexible podcast host. Yes, but not us. According to NewYorkPost.com, Joe Rogan, super flexible, says that he can perform fellatio on himself because, of course, he fucking of can. Of course, he can. The controversial podcaster, 54, made the crude claim on a new episode of the Joe Rogan Experience declaring, I could suck my own dick if I wanted to. That was on hour four of uh, one of his later episodes. (laughs) The autoerotic assertion came amid a bizarre conversation with podcast guests Ari Shafar, Mark Normand, and Shane Gillis, who were all left stunned by the remark. Shane Gillis? Isn't that guy who, the guy who got on... SNL, but and then, then like didn't because he was super fucking racist. Uh huh. Oh, cool. <laughs> glad yeah. he's still doing well. Yeah, glad. Uh, good company you're in. I'm super flexible. I've never done it, but I put put it around my face just to know I could do it. What are you doing here then? One of his guests quipped in disbelief, implying that they'd be constantly performing the raunchy act on themselves if they were capable of doing so. You know, and then he says, you can still have a dick in your mouth. You can't enjoy it. You know, what is this whole idea that men think that if they could suck their own dicks, that's all they would do? No, you wouldn't. I just, I don't. Write in, listeners. Let us know. I don't (laughs) get it. (laughs) So Joe Rogan, (laughs) that was quite the slip. Joe Rogan is obviously known for putting all kinds of awful fucking bullshit out there, such as saying that the that horse pill could cure COVID, that Aaron Rodgers, who has COVID right now, went to Joe Rogan for medical advice you know, it is what it is. He's a dirtbag. And of course, he can suck his own dick. Like, honestly, it just, he does it for four hours a fucking week on his podcast. So. Oh, oh, bam. Take that. (gasps) Hey, sound. (laughs) I got him. I got him this week. Man, you know who was making a lot of sound? Uh, the band in our next story. Yeah. From Stereogum.com. Brass Against apologized for singer urinating on fans' face during festival set. Sophia got carried away. (laughs) Brass Against are a musical collective that are mostly performs brass band covers of artists like Tool, Soundgarden, and Black Sabbath. And on Thursday night, their lead singer peed directly onto a fan's face in the middle of their set at a Welcome to Rockville Festival in Daytona Beach, Florida. No press is bad press, I guess. Yeah, so they were, her name is Sophia Eurista, which the article points out is kind of sounds like urine, but she says, get my man with the can on his head ready because we're going to bring him on stage and I'm a piss in this motherfucker's mouth. I got to pee and I can't make it to the bathroom, so we might as well make a show of it. The willing participant from the audience, an old biker looking dude with a beer can stuck to his forehead, climbed onto the stage and laid down. True to her word, Eurista dropped Trow and pissed all over him while continuing to sing Rage Against the Machines, Wake Up. Have you seen the video? Yeah. Yes. It's horrifying. Uh, yeah. So here's a fun fact. This woman, this Sophia Eurista, is married to Peloton instructor Jess King. No way. Yeah. Yeah, she is. So that's fun. What a small world. Yeah. Me and my friends have been like, do you think Jess King is mad? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, I, I think she's mad. I think she's real mad. 
Yeah. <laughs> they deleted the apology that they made on Twitter, though. Yeah, the apology that they did make said, we're truly sorry, not who we are as a band. But it is. I mean, because you did it. They tweeted, we had a great time last night at the Welcome to Rockville. Sophia got carried away, they added. That's not something the rest of us expected, and it's something, and it's not something you'll see again at our shows. Thanks for bringing it out last night, Daytona. <laughs> there you go. Just just blame Florida for it. <laughs> <laughs> Florida, you just bring it out in me. You know what I mean? Yep, you sure do. I mean, there's an obvious segue here, which is yeah. Speaking of pee, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you said it. Speaking of pee. Yeah. (laughs) Dwayne The Rock Johnson explains why he pees in water bottles at the gym. In a new interview, Dwayne Johnson has opened up about why he chooses to pee in a water bottle when he's at the gym. Well, yeah, the headline is actually true. I do pee in my water bottles. But let me give context to that, the star told Esquire, while referencing a recent headline from Men's Health that went viral. No, men's house did him dirty. Yeah. They they were like, bus, slide under. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Because everyone's leaning in now to what it means. It's not a water bottle that I've actually purchased solely for water that you wash and clean when you're done using it. Because everyone's leaning in now. What does this mean? It's not water bottles that I've actually purchased solely for that, that you wash and clean when you're done using it. He clarified. These are just bottles that I'm no longer using. And usually the gyms that I work out in don't have a bathroom. And there's no bathroom there. It's just hot, sweaty, and dirty. I usually stay pretty hydrated. I need to go to the bathroom a lot. Not a lot, but probably a couple times during every workout, I have to go to the bathroom. So break out the bottle. Um, okay. Like, who the fuck was assuming that he had a special water bottle just for peeing? I figured it was just these bottles that he was using. Right. Like, it's not special. It's just, you know, my pee water bottles. Like, also, come on. Where, where are the bathrooms at these gyms? What, what do you mean you work out in gyms that don't have bathrooms? Right. That's my second question. Like, I get that you go hardcore and there's probably special gyms for people like The Rock. But there's not a bathroom? There's not a changing room? Let me present something to you. When you play The Sims, there is a cheat code where you can make your Sims no longer need to go to the bathroom. Do you think that for the mega rich and famous, that they have figured out some sort of cheat code that gets them so that they don't have to go to the bathroom anymore? And The Rock just has chosen not to use this cheat code? Because maybe he's using a different cheat code on life? Or do I sound like a fucking crazy person? No. uh, I think he's using a bunch of different cheat codes. Yeah. So, anyway. he Johnson first divulged into his unusual gym habit during an Instagram video in 2017 after noticing a water bottle of urine was visible in the video. He said, I just realized you all saw my big bottle of pee. Look, I go hardcore when I train. I don't have time to go to the bathroom. I find a bottle, I pee in it, I keep training like a beast. Male privilege. That's, it's just wild. Have you ever used one of those funnels that they make for ladies that like come out like penises so you can pee when you like standing up? Nope. Have you? I have not. Should we do a trashy excursion and, and invest in them? I mean, maybe like, I believe that I, I don't know if the primary audience is for trans men or if it's women who are going on road trips and camping, because I've only ever heard of it being used by women who go on road trips and are camping. But I, I mean, surely it wasn't made for that. (laughs) I figured it was more for like the bachelorette crowd. What do you, oh, sure. Like the hard partying bachelorette crowd. I mean, but you're still peeing in public. No, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, this article ends with a plug for uh, Rock, The Rock's new movie, but we're not going to fucking do that. Yeah, they don't pay us to plug his movie. Nope, they don't. Um, 
But our next story comes from Newsweek.com, who also doesn't pay us. Mm-mm. Bridesmaid claims she received cold shoulders for not giving up necklace in viral post. A bridesmaid has gained online support after she, after she claimed in a now viral Reddit post that she received the cold shoulder at a wedding ceremony for refusing to let the bride marry wear her necklace. It's your favorite Reddit thread, the Am I the Asshole? Mm-hmm. She posted in the forum, and so far the post has received 13,000 votes and over 2,000 comments. In the post, the bridesmaids explained that, or the bridesmaid explained that her fiancé gifted her the necklace. Our fifth anniversary of our first date was two months ago, and he got me a beautiful opal necklace on a gold chain, specifically to wear to the wedding because it complemented my bridesmaid dress. I asked Mary in our bridal party group chat if she was all right with us wearing our own jewelry to the wedding, and she said, no problem. According to advice from the wedding company Zola, the bridesmaid was right to consult Mary about the necklace. Did we need to reach out to Zola for this? <laughs> hey, man, Newsweek's doing doing their due diligence. That's true. They're like, we're fucking reporters here. We got to ask Zola. The knot won't take questions. <laughs> <laughs> Jewelry that the bride may have been given the green light for a night out or other special occasions may not be what's acceptable for her wedding, the site said. Rather than assume, make sure to check first, especially if you're thinking about wearing a trendier piece. The wedding site also encouraged bridesmaids to avoid going overboard with their jewelry and to stay true to their personal style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blah, so, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. We're Zola. We sponsor Newsweek. So... Mary didn't find it gaudy or offensive. In fact, the bridesmaid claimed that Mary, the bride, loved it so much she asked Mary if she could wear it. As her something borrowed. And the bridesmaid refused to hand over the piece of jewelry. Okay. So, what do you think? I... How... I... I don't know. I'm a pushover. I probably would have been like, okay, and felt uncomfortable. So how expensive is the necklace? This is an anniversary necklace. So let's say that it with an opal in it, let's say that this is gold chain. Let's say this is a $364.67 necklace. Right. And morning of, your friend is asking to wear it i think i would say yes but only for the ceremony okay that's a good compromise like i don't know if i have the confidence in the moment to to make that type of compromise but i i would i respect that well because the ceremony is the only fucking time that you need all that shit all that something borrowed something blue blah 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 <laughs> and so it's kind of like yeah i mean you know, I, I told my boyfriend who bought it for me that I was going to be wearing it today. So I'd love to have it back by the time we do the reception. But, you know, if you are a bride who hasn't gotten your necklace figured out yet and uh, need to uh, wear mine for the ceremony as something borrowed, fine. Yeah, I just think you need to have your shit lined up for your wedding and not do something day of like this. <sighs> Like, here's the deal. Like, I've seen plenty of, like, I've been in weddings. And there's plenty of times where there's a game time decision of, like, I have two necklaces here. Which one should I wear? Or should I go no necklace at all? Because you've got six people who are seeing you with your hair, makeup, dress on. Like, game time decisions, fine. But, like, game time decisions within your own stuff. Because, I mean, if she got this necklace approved, as Zola recommends to do, <laughs> hasn't the bride already seen it? Like, couldn't she have asked in advance? Right. That's on the bride. Yeah. Like, I think she waited till the day of thinking the obligation would be there. I don't love that. I don't love that. I don't care for the obligation. It's it's a dicey thing. I mean, like, I don't think this woman's an asshole for saying no. I think it's a bummer that she's dealing with so much. Like, I, I think I probably would have tried to come up with a compromise to avoid a bunch of drama, though. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. I uh, One of the, the Reddit users said, I think if you would have let the bride wear it, you would have never seen it again. 
Well, that's the thing is because people get fucking, as you should, get wasted at their weddings and party and all that kind of stuff. And also, you're not like, you're moving a mile a minute when you're in a wedding. Like, Mm -hmm. so it just, it feels like something, that's why I'm saying like, ceremony only. And then, you know, like everybody, the ceremony's over, your bridesmaid, you're back there. Yay, congratulations. Give me my shit. Give it back. Give me, give me. Yeah. Give it back now. Yeah. First look is over. Pictures are done. Give it back now. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. did it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just glad it didn't end in a standoff. Me too. Our next story comes to us from WDRB.com. And we're back in Florida, baby. Welcome. Florida man in standoff after promise of a pizza. Hey, (laughs) not a bad compromise. (laughs) A Florida man accused of threatening his family by texting them Coldplay lyrics (gasps) and warning them of retribution from his Nazi prison associates was persuaded by police to end the standoff in return for a fresh slice of pizza, according to an article on Fox News. I mean, have you ever gotten a scarier text message that said, your skin, oh yeah, your skin and bones, turn into something beautiful. Do you know? (laughs) You know I love you so? It was all yellow. (laughs) I mean, it is kind of scary when you put it like that. (laughs) Yeah. I was kind of hoping that that joke would land as well, but it's like, damn, Coldplay, relax. So uh, he was under the Evan Charles McLemore under the belief that the SWAT team negotiators were ready to hand him some pizza was taken into custody after a four hour confrontation at a Pensacola home. Never underestimate the power of pizza with flavored crust. The Pensacola police department wrote on Facebook, Goddamn police departments and their Facebooks. Like fuck you, dude. You're dealing with someone who's obviously mentally ill and in a standoff with you. And you're like, well, it's always good with pizza. Leave the jokes to the professionals like me and Erica. Exactly. They did deliver him charges. But not a slice. <sighs> Come on. Come officers, on. Officers unable to comment on the rumors about pineapple being on said pizza. You know, fuck you. <laughs> like, this guy has like Nazi associates from prison and we're fucking giggling about stuffed crust. Fuck oh, out of here. This, these are the lyrics, though. Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones. I will try to fix you. Why is Chris, what's his name? Chris something? Chris Coldplay? Chris Martin? Yeah. Why does he talk about bones so much in his songs? Well, he's got a bone thing. He's got a bone fetish. Weirdo. Weirdo's got a bone thing. Oh, I love bones. I'm Chris Coldplay. <laughs> What was his last name again? Martin. It's good. It's good. You know who? You know who? Uh, I I got a bone to pick. Okay, but uh, you know what? What's up? Guess what time it is? Game time. It's time. Oh. For, for the, the dumpster. dumpster. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Fucking it up. I'm fucking it up. I'm not ready yet. It's not time yet. Okay, go. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Won't you take me down to Sesame Street? According to Indy100.com, Republicans and anti-vaxxers are absolutely furious that Big Bird got the COVID vaccine. We all know that Big Bird from Sesame Street is a Muppet. But given that a load of Republicans and anti-vaxxers are upset about the children's character getting the coronavirus vaccine, it looks like there are a few extra Muppets around at the moment. So um, Big Bird tweeted, I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little slow. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. 
However, while many were relieved that the childhood favorite has some protection against coronavirus, the news appeared to ruffle some feathers from U.S. politicians and other critical of COVID vaccines. Okay. Did anyone reach out to Sam the Eagle for comment? Yeah, because he's old as hell and he's probably got underlying conditions. And I think Sam the Eagle is Republican. Uh, he he love America. Okay, so like, is Sesame Street universe the same as the Muppets universe? No. Okay, so then let's have a real discussion here. Big Bird got his COVID vaccine. Now right. I'm going to play a game where I'm going to name all the Sesame Street characters I can remember or think, think of, and you're going to tell me whether or not they got a COVID vaccine. And okay. why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Bert and Ernie. Yes and yes, uh, because they're like upper uh, upper middle class liberals. They live Yay. together. Yeah. They probably subscribe to the New Yorker. Uh-huh. Definitely vaccine pros. Okay. We said Sam the Eagle is obviously an anti-vaxxer. It's too easy. Elmo. Elmo? I, I think he's too young. Isn't Elmo, Elmo less than five? If he is, that's creepy. Elmo's been around for a long time. Let's say that everyone is old enough. Do you okay. think Elmo's an anti-vaxxer or not? Um, yes, I think he's a little granola, a little crunchy. Uh-huh. Like, Elmo love everybody. And yes. Elmo thinks that Elmo can't get the va- like COVID. 100%. Elmo on enough vitamins. <laughs> Impossible for Elmo. Elmo take ivermectin. <laughs> Okay, Oscar the Grouch. Oh, definitely an anti-vaxxer. He's like the the trash is giving me a sheen of of protection. He's definitely not going to get the COVID vaccine. Oscar the Grouch was willing to lose his job if when they said that you have to be vaccinated by a certain day. Yep, yep. He was like, um, "What can you take from me? I live in the trash." Yeah. I got nothing to live for. Um, who else is uh, on Sesame Street? Man. Snuffleupagus? Really... Oh, I think he has a vaccine. He's yeah. under any conditions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I, I'm not going to agree with Ted Cruz here, but because he says government propaganda for your five-year-old, but like also like who's following Big Bird on Twitter except – fucking news stations looking for bullshit i do follow cookie monster because cookie monster's twitter voice is like everything is filtered through like he'll do you know twitter trends but filtered through the eyes of cookies (laughs) (laughs) like everything is like me want cookies (laughs) you think cookie monster got the vaccine oh a hundred percent like I think so he's too. chubby. He's he's got you know he's he was like sign me up first day obesity. Cookie Monster got the vaccine. Absolutely, you're think I think you're right. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's just dumb. If you're mad at a at a Muppet, a cartoon, a joke for getting a vaccine, like get over yourself. I mean, they were pissed off at the Lego movie because the Lego movie was like basically anti-capitalism. Like they're just looking for anything to call propaganda, except all the propaganda that they do. Funny. Funny how that works. Funny, funny, funny. Isn't that funny? Hey, what are you hoarding? I'm hoarding Hi-Ho Burgers. Okay. It's hyper-specific to Los Angeles, so I apologize to everyone, but they're Wagyu burgers. They remind me of a very specific flavor profile of, like, an Oklahoma hamburger. Okay. They're hella good. I highly recommend getting it. On Wilshire. On Wilshire. One Mm -hmm. of the locations. Okay, cool. Hi-ho burgers. Hi-ho burgers. I had it tonight. (laughs) Again, it reminded me of, like, being at a softball game and somebody's dad is like on the grill and they're flipping burgers for you and it just comes right off of it. And you're just at like a softball tournament for like 12 hours and you're starving. And that hamburger is like the best sustenance you could have. I like that. Yeah. 
What are you hoarding? Uh, the pumpkin pie at Costco. Oh, is it good? It not only is it good, it's six dollars, and it is like the size of a large pizza. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, I might be throwing it out next week because the only thing that was stopping me from eating that all day was the fact that I had tri-tip left to uh, eat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I chose tri-tip over pumpkin pie, but it's real good. Nice. Nice. What are you throwing out? I'm throwing out, if I'm sleeping on the couch and you get home, mm-hmm. let me be. <laughs> okay. Maybe this is a hyper specific. What happened? <laughs> who, who I had to. You? I had to elevate my leg, so I chose to sleep on the couch right, last right, night. Right. And Winston got home and was like, "Hey, time to go to bed." <laughs> and I like had my phone plugged in. I had my earplugs <clears throat> in. I had my comforter and my pillow. I. I it's not like. Oh, I fell asleep with the couch blanket on top of me. <laughs> I clearly had a mission. I was set up. You didn't text him to say, hey, I'll be sleeping on the couch when you get home? He was at a haunted house, and I didn't want to take away from the immersive nature of the haunted house. Sure, I guess so. I mean, it's funny, because if I would have walked in to see, like, my boyfriend on the couch, like, all cuddled up and, like, really set up like that, I'd be like, fuck, we are fighting <laughs> like what uh, the fuck yeah <laughs> all right well that's yeah. fair i have a sometimes when i go up to see my uncle in washington i always end up on the fucking futon which sucks because it's because it sucks it's been a while though and he would always wake up at like 5 a.m and it was kind of like if you have a guest in your living room, someone sleeping on your couch, like, can you do less? Like, at five? Right. Like, you know, like, fine. 10, a- 10 a.m., like, you're, that's free game. You're you're up. But, yeah, I, I agree. You should, if, you're, if people are sleeping on the couch, just let them sleep. Let them sleep. What are you, what are you throwing away? Um, <laughs> the, I don't even know if it's still on the menu, but I created it last uh, my friend's giving and I poisoned everyone. This cocktail from P.F. Chang's called the Red Sangria. Um, I was a bartender at P.F. Chang's a long time ago for a while. And I would make this for paying customers. And so when the time approached to have a friend's giving, I was like, I'd love to do a cocktail. Hey, I'll make that sangria I made at P.F. Chang's. That was pretty good, I think. So I made it and... Half a cup in, everyone is very drunk. Oh, oh boy. And, but we kept drinking it because it was good. Like, we went through an entire, it's it's uh, two parts red wine. So I was using the Costco boxed wine. Mm-hmm. And then one part absolute Mandarin vodka. That's what makes it different. They use vodka instead of like brandy or something. And then cranberry juice, orange juice, whatever, whatever. We went through an entire bottle of absolute and then I made like a, the final batch, which I just used regular ass Tito's. It, we, everyone was so lit. And you'd think, well, why aren't you hoarding that? It sounds fun. Because you don't want to lose control of a party like that. Right. And I feel like we lost control. Everyone lost control of themselves. No one really wrecked. You look, ask anyone who had some. They didn't look in a mirror and see themselves that night. By the end of the oh. we <laughs> We were calling it Satan's Juice, but we were oh, also no. drinking it and cheersing to Satan's Juice. It, it was it was a weird. It got weird. <laughs> so, I'm tossing out sangria. Like I'm having text messages now. Shout out Ashley Reardon saying like, "Hey, so what did we do to you that made you make us that drink?" <laughs> so, That's perfect. Yeah. Hey, where do the people find you? At Iconic Erica Curry. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Gilly Gal. Where can they find you? At Cass Cardenas on Twitter and Instagram. And you can see me in the feature film Violet. You can get it on Amazon, bitch. Or, or wherever you get movies. Tell me how it is. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I'm like waiting 
to like for all my friends to be in town at the same time we can watch it together but it just hasn't happened yet maybe i should have done that at friendsgiving it's best that i didn't everyone was very drunk um and you can find this podcast at trashy trashy pod on the instagram and the twitters you can email us at trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com and let us know what your trash send us some articles we love when you do that you get a shout out i'm sure you've heard we also have a website trashy trashy podcast.com same deal tell us what your trash and yeah leave a review we love when you do that too we love you i love you erica i love you hey cass what's going on girl stay garbage you stay garbage girl i will bye-bye Bye. Bye.